0: Let us turn to the Bible reading this morning. Taken from Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 1 to 6. The Lord will be Israel's shepherds. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Who to you shepherds of Israel, who only take care of yourselves? Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the curds, cloth yourselves with the wool and slaughter the choice animals but you do not take care of the flock. You have not strengthened the weak or healed the sick or bowed up the injured. You have not brought back the strays or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd and when they were scattered they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill they were scattered over the whole earth and no one searched or looked for them 1 peter chapter 5 verse 24. to the elders among you i appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of christ's suffering who also will share in the glory to be revealed be shepherds of god's flock that is under your care watching over them not because you must but because you are willing as god wants you to be not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory and will never fade away. This is the word of the Lord.
1: a lot to get through to. in more ways than one I I haven't had kids in the service for a long time and I thought we might as well talk to the kids for a second right any kid who wants to come out here can come and talk to me my court. anybody well at least can you kids see me if you can't see me move out to the edge that's fine because I figured that the parents I'm going to talk to them in a minute, and I should tell you kids a little bit about what I'm going to tell the parents, all right, because you have to sit and listen, so you might as well understand a little bit about what I'm saying, and also, if I talk at a level that you kids can understand, then maybe some of the parents will find. Let me introduce you to my little girl. I love my little girl, and she, um, she's... She's the one who I, as a dad, have had to look after most of my life. So I'll ask my little girl to come on see. this. is This is unrehearsed for my poor little thing. Come and sit on Daddy's knee. This is my little girl. Do you think she's small? The answer is yes. I, I love her very much. And I want to look after her. And even though she's now an adult, she has a driver's license, she goes to university, and does all those sorts of things. I want to protect her and look after her. Every now and then I can still be of help and use to her and she can Dad can help her and look after her. Thank you. You can sit there. I'm going to get one of my little boys to come up here and do the same thing. One of my Luke, come and sit up on Dad's knee. You might have to move across a bit, huh? <laughs> this is my little boy. <coughs> he's been um he's been driving for a while now. He can feed himself. And yet, still, I want to look after him and care for him. Even though he's now old. And everything else. But why? Because he's my kid. And still, even though he's old and everything, I still have a responsibility to help protect and to look after him. And he can still learn stuff from me as a dad. Thank you. You guys want to go? Oh, get my other kid up here? Come on. (laughs) This is my biggest boy. I used to be able to hold him just in the palm of my hand. (sighs) He's getting married this year. I'm not going to comment on whether he's got a license or not. (laughs) Graduating from university, he's going to be running his own home. And yet still, even him, I still have a responsibility to help and to care for him and to look after him. He can do an enormous amount for himself, but still I have some responsibility there as well. And I'm looking forward to the day when these guys are all old enough that they can look after me.
2: Did
1: <laughs> you ask if you could have Tony Teddy? thanks guys very much we don't feed them so kids I'm going to talk to your parents about the fact that your parents as a part of God's family also have even at their age a need for people to help them look after them in terms of their Christian walk. The Bible actually says that we in the church are called sheep. Now, I don't know if you think your mum or dad looks like a sheep. (laughs) But if they do, talk to me afterwards and you can have some tiny teddies. But they still have people to care for and look for them. I still need people to care for and look after me. I was walking along the path out here just the other day and as I walked along, there was that long green thing with a forked tongue there was a snake on the pathway and I jumped back about that <laughs> far and I just wish there was some strong person who could come along and pick that up and take it away I jumped up and down really hard it didn't move <laughs> I wiggled my keys to make a noise and it didn't move and nothing happened and then this older guy walks past and said, what's the problem? I said, a snake. And he just walked past it.
2: <laughs>
1: he said, it's a python and it's a baby. So I sucked in my chest and I walked past it <laughs> and almost died. But I needed somebody who knew who could help me through my situation so that's what I'm talking to your parents about because we're going to talk about elders in the church and what they have as a role in the church so I'm going to talk to them so you listen to it because the sort of thing I'm saying that we need as a congregation this is what your parents are supposed to be like as well as mums and dads so you listen and at the end of the service go up to them and say hmm. David talked about this. And have a conversation because that's part of their job as well as parents. They're going to love me. right? So you come and see me afterwards if you want, if you're a child at heart. All right, now to the mums and dads and older people. And older people is anybody kind of older than 13, 14. And if you're younger, you can still listen. We come now to have a look uh, over the next couple of weeks at Elders that responsibility that we have within the church. We have nine elders at the moment in the church. There's those three people who we also call pastors. They have a job as elders. So there's Daryl. Um, he's the guy with the yellow moustache. He's on holidays at the moment. Pray for him. He's in Western Australia. There's Alvin. Alvin is down at the moment preaching in the Cantonese service. He's an elder. And I'm an elder here as well. We're three of the elders of the six. Then there's six others who have been elected by the congregation to be elders in the church. Um, we have John Appleton, Selwyn Dickfoss and Don Marriott. they normally the elders from the 8.30 service, although some of them come to the, this service sometimes or the evening service. From this service we have Ewan. Yeah, ben of Ewan, let me have a look. He was up here already. He's the elder from this service, One of, well, the only elder from this service at the moment. Um, in the Cantonese congregation we have Honey Wong and in the Cantonese service David Wang is, is one of the elders now all of them have a responsibility in some ways in the congregation but also over the whole church now we got together as a pastoral team every couple of weeks and a few weeks ago we got together and agreed that we actually need more elders, we need more folk from amongst the congregation who can help in this leadership responsibility so this week we're going to talk about what is the role of an elder and next week what are some of the qualifications and you might think well why do I need to hear this well two reasons number one no maybe three number one you need to know what the elders are and what their job is because part of your responsibility is to pray for us encourage us and keep us accountable to be doing this sort of stuff number two If we're looking for new elders, then the church, particularly the members, vote on those people who have been nominated for eldership. And so it's important that as you vote, you recognise what this person has to do this week and next week what they're supposed to be like in terms of character. So you can evaluate these people to say, yes, we agree as a church that these are the people who can shepherd us, oversee us, lead us, be elders in the church. The third thing is, God has gifted people in this congregation. And some of you might be those people who get nominated to be elders. Maybe God is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, you need to step up here or you need to agree to this. Uh, One of the reasons that I had Ezekiel 34 read out is that the word of the Lord comes to Ezekiel and says, say this against the shepherds of Israel, they're not doing their job. And I think as I have a look at the giftedness within the church, there are certain that God has gifted us with everything that we need to grow as a church, which means there are some people whom he has gifted to be able to do this role of elder who aren't stepping up at the moment or haven't in the past. And maybe it's time that God says, no, look, if I've gifted you and tasked you to do this, I want you to step up and to do this job. That's the reason I gave you these skills and gifts. Don't back away from it. One of the reasons I've put you in that church is that you will do these things for the church. You can't always step back from it. So that's what we're going to be doing, having a look at... What is the role of an elder? And I'm going to touch on four of the main parts of the role today. The first of them, the role of the elder is to protect. To protect the people of God. In Acts chapter 20, verses 28 to 30, Paul is talking to the church, the elders at Ephesus, and he says this, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Elders, pastors, that's same word. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. One of the responsibilities of those in leadership, those who are elders, that they protect the flock. In particular, this passage says, to protect from error. To not allow them to go off the pathway. I was really glad that guy said to me that that green snake was a python. But I hoped, as I walked past, that he wasn't playing a wicked game with me and that it was a viper or something. His job was to protect me from error in that situation. And we have the same sort of thing, right? That God gives us people in eldership to protect us as a people from error and to lead into truth, to show the, the right way through things. Not only that, Ezekiel, as we read from that passage, if the shepherds don't do their job, then it means that those who are lost or straying keep going. So part of the job of the elder is to protect by bringing back those who stray, who have gone off the pathway, who are drifting? Part of the responsibility to, to protect them by bringing them back. And it goes further. In fact, uh, let's just um, it says that those who are outside the lost have to be brought back. So part of the role of Nelda that we're talking about, and the sort of person you've got to be thinking of in your mind, is someone who knows the truth, seeks to protect us from what's out there, not hide us from us, but to show us a pathway through it, to be aware of what's going on, to seek those who are drifting, and to go out and to help bring people in amongst the family of God that they might know Christ. Then 1 Thessalonians 5.12 tells us a little bit more about this protecting. It says this, Paul talking to the church says, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you part of the responsibility in that protecting is coming alongside and admonishing uh, the word I think is trying to discipline get back on track sometimes you have to say a difficult thing so the elder is to be a protector there to be a watchman there to be a defender there to be a guardian in order to do that What it means in terms of roles is that these people have to be spiritually alert. They have to be aware of what's going on, not only within the church, but also within the society, so that they can help to provide that information which will protect the people of God from attack. You'll notice that even from within the church there can come attack and part of the responsibility is for elders to be aware of that sort of stuff so that they can provide the teaching, the care, the comfort to protect in that state. But it also requires then that elders be courageous people, able to stand between. First, David is one of those. He often gives us a model in the in the Old Testament when his sheep were being attacked by a lion he jumped in and went for it he protected them when Jesus is talking in John chapter 10 and he's talking about himself primarily he says this the hired person is not the shepherd he doesn't own the sheep so when he sees a wolf coming he abandons the sheep and runs away then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it whereas the person who is the shepherd the one who's got the responsibility has to step up has to come into that situation where they might get hurt they might get attacked whatever else but that's their responsibility to help to protect the flock so that's one of the roles of an elder second role we want to talk about is that the elders have a responsibility to feed to nourish to feed the flock 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 13 says this Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. And then earlier on in 1 Timothy, he says that the person who is an elder must be able to teach. Now, if you're thinking about that, it doesn't mean you have to be able to stand up here in front of a whole group of people and talk. What it means is you have to be able to communicate with people. You have to be able to come alongside someone, maybe one-on-one, maybe in a small group, and communicate with them that information the truth of scripture what's going on in the world to be able to help them to know what god says so that they can as the spirit of god works within them be directed into the right pathway we want people who are nominated to be elders to be able to do that to be able to teach but titus 1 9 says He must hold firmly, talking about elders, to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. It's not just a matter of telling, it's this encouraging, this leading. We use the word disciple. Someone who's an elder has to be able to feed the sheep not only by teaching but by discipling. And in fact it comes in here in the qualifications. Their character has to be such that they model what it is they're teaching so that the people follow. It's a part of the encouragement to come along. So elders are to protect. They're to feed. Thirdly, eldership is to lead. The word means to direct. It means to manage. It means to rule. We don't like that one. It means to oversee. Now, we're going to talk a little bit later what type of rule and management that is because if we remember from the Ezekiel passage, he says, you beat them, you rule them harshly and brutally and that's why I'm against you. Or even in the passage you read from Peter, he says, don't lord it over them. That's not how I want you to rule. But the function of an elder is to manage. 1 Timothy 5.17 says, it's the elders who direct the affairs of the church, they're worthy of double honour especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. There's that direction that elders are supposed to give within the church. And the word is watching over them, oversight over. Uh, 1 Timothy 3, 4-5 uses the word manage and it's talking about a qualification for an elder. He says, He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him and he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. Why? Because if anyone doesn 't know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of god 's church for someone to be an elder, they need to be able to plan to bring things together to set as an example to move from one place to another the church to lead them it's part of that discipline part of that's encouragement there's a whole lot of processes, but that's the process that is the job of the elders. To do this, to do these three, and the last one we're going to look at in a minute, part of the leadership, i just got to tell you this, it's it's hard work. You've got to be committed to do that, to lead a group of people and to be worked at it. When Dal and I were talking before he left, he said, so what exactly are you going to say? Uh, Because he's on holidays at the moment. He was just a little... Why are you using Ezekiel? And I said, well, and I got to this place, I'm going to say, you've got to be committed and hard work. And he said, don't say that. No one will want to do the job. And we had a long talk. But if you read the Old Testament, one of the things that God condemns in his, the people who are leaders, is the fact that they're spiritually lazy. They don't get on and do the tasks that they've been tasked with. And being an elder, there's no place for those people who are spiritually lazy. The attitude of Matthew which means to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness or that passage in Romans which says I urge you to present your bodies as a holy sacrifice. That's the attitude that elders have to have if they are to effectively lead the church. It's not for the weak hearted. People say we well, can't say that to people but I think we have to. God, I wonder sometimes why these shepherds that Ezekiel is talking to didn't do their job. Sometimes I talk to people in the congregation and I say, well, yeah, you've got the gifts, you've got the skills, why don't you step up and be an elder? And it's interesting, as uh, I'm so time poor, I just, um, I kind of, i oh, Or uh, I'm not sure I could work with you. So, so <laughs> that'd be tough, you know? <laughs> um, or whatever, and all these excuses come out. Um, I'm not sure I'm quite ready yet. No, no, don't think so. What if, what if, what if? And I think probably what happens is that these shepherds got tied up in their affairs, which overwhelmed them. And they forgot the fact that God had gifted them and tasked them for the ministry, a ministry of caring for his people. Now, if I look around the congregation now, there are people I would think, God has gifted and skilled to be able to do these things. In fact, I'm going to be put myself out on a limb here. If you look at the qualifications, and we're going to do this next week, of an elder, every Christian should be like that. Every single believer should be like this. We should all be above reproach. We should all be hospitable people. We should all... Be encouraged and not given to drunkenness and faithful and all those sorts of things which means that those who have reached a particular level of understanding in Christ or maturity in Christ are skilled to be able to step up and to do some of what God calls us to so when someone says I'm not ready part of me says well what aren't you ready for As a mature Christian, what aren't you ready for? So I encourage you to think through and to pray through what does God want you to do and to look around the congregation, look at people and to pray for them and say, is this the person who can step up into the role that's necessary? And for those of us who are elders in the congregation, which at the moment is just you and, and myself, keep him accountable. Rock up to him and say, to him. how's it going? Pray for him, encourage him. I'll let you know. He's doing a great job. The last one. So it's to protect, to feed, to lead, and lastly, to care. To really just care for people. Why do I still want to look after my kids because I love them every single moment of every single day they're just sweet and James 5.14 says if any among you is sick let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord is this because elders somehow have magic fingers? not true although I'm not bad at neck massage alright no this is a group of people who have a responsibility to protect and to care but also they are the ones who have a responsibility to come and to love and to pray for and to share with that's part of their job it's part of their responsibility because that's who they are in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 Paul says as he's talking about what he is writing to the church of Corinth he says for I wrote you out of great distress and anguish of heart and with many tears not to grieve you but to let you know the depth of my love for you. So if you're looking at who, I think in some ways this is a foundational thing for those people who are leadership. Their walk with Christ and their love for the people of God. That they might step up and care. Reach out and care. Get on their knees and pray. Be aware, get to know one of the reasons in the qualifications it talks about being hospitable. They have people in their home. They welcome the stranger. All of these are what we also are supposed to be like. So think on these things. Keep us accountable. But look and pray for that we might be able to do these things. And look and pray that there are people amongst us who might be an elder, who might be able to be nominated, who might be able to come forward and step up. We probably need, from this congregation, at least another one, if not two elders, to be able to help us do the stuff that we need to do. And right, from the other congregations of similar qualities. So we probably need another two or three elders of the 8.30 service, at least. So think on these things. Be thinking of who the people are. The second thing I want to say... How's that? That's just the first thing. All right, that's the role of the elder. second thing is just two things about the type of, of elder that we need, type of leadership that this person is supposed to show. The first of them is, in terms of leadership, it's the servant leader that we want. In John 13, Jesus, as he's talking to his followers, he says, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet... You also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. It's not a matter of lording it over people, but serving them. Look for people who have that heart of service, who get the blessing from giving and doing, from being a part of other people's lives, who don't seek the glory and honour and everything else for themselves but are wanting to do it for others every Christian should be like this in the ministry that we do but in particular for those who are to be that example if you like who are to lead and encourage this is what we need so be thinking on that that's the type of leadership second type of leadership that we have to have and particularly you see it in the New Testament um, but it's something that particularly is in large churches we need a shared leadership It's not just one person running something. One Timothy, uh, again, Paul writing to Timothy, he says this, the elders, plural, who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honour. We've read this beforehand. We want more leaders. We want a shared responsibility. And I just want to mention a couple of reasons why we need this. The first is balance. I mean, although I think it would be really cool, but if every elder had long hair and dressed well. Huh. I'm kidding, right? There's, there's not balance there. you you only... only use one, one style of doing something. And we're a multifaceted church with a whole range of, to bring balance to that situation. My experience is the one thing. Daryl's experiences are another thing. John's, Ewan's, we all bring things to it. And we need to get that balance back and forth. I think one of the things that the church has got this plethora, beautiful word of, of people, it means that we need to have that balance in our leadership. Sometimes I talk to people and they say, look, I'm not like you guys. And I say, well, that's one of the reasons maybe you should step up and do this. But I can not do what you do. Yeah, but you do other things. And it's important to have that sort of balance. Second, it's important to have more people, if you like, a shared leadership, to keep people accountable. If you remember in the Peter passage, When uh, Peter is writing, he says, um, no, in the Acts passage when Paul is talking, he says, even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw disciples away after them. In other words, even amongst you, if they're not careful, people will arise amongst that group of people who will do the wrong thing. And as we've got this shared amount, we can keep each other accountable. So it's important that we have more people. Also another way of keeping us accountable, keeping us on track. And it's good to be able to have that. That's part of your job as well, right? to help keep us accountable as well. All right? And the third thing, the third reason I think we need more people is giftedness. One of the things that happened in Acts 6 is that the apostles couldn't do everything they had to do and look after the widows. So they said set apart these people and the qualifications for the people who were set apart were at least the qualifications of elders and they're set apart looking after the widows to help lead that ministry. There's a lot to do in a church this size and there's a lot of leadership that has to happen and we need people with different giftedness out there not only to bring balance but to bring the skills and gifts and equip that's a new word I just made it up. Equippedness. Write it down, somebody. Right? That we need within the church to do the tasks and ministries that we have. So think about these things. The third thing, the next type of leadership that we need, we're going to talk about for most of next week, which is qualified leadership. What sort of qualities the person has to be? I want to leave you with this with an application and it's threefold fourfold number one these qualities are the sorts of qualities we are supposed to have as a body so you look at hopefully the leaders and say are they doing this and that's an appropriate and right question to ask but these are qualities that the body is supposed to show with each other we're supposed to be doing this for each other protecting each other, feeding each other, um, caring for each other, at times leading each other, in the sense of this is our responsibility, so think on these things and do it for one another because we're all part of the same body. Secondly, pray for those who are in leadership at the moment. Pray for Daryl on holidays that he'll get refreshed, that he comes back, he can do this sort of stuff. Pray for you and who takes time out and is committed to do the task of an elder right? and help him to, 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 in areas that he might continue to have the strength to do that help to keep us accountable and then pray for over the next few months I'll be handing out nomination forms next week as to who amongst us can step up God's gifted some of you mightily, gifted all of you mightily. But he's gifted some of you for this task of leadership, of shepherd. Think on who that person might be and encourage them. And if they're very hesitant, read Ezekiel 34 to them. Right? Um, just encourage them to be able to step up and to do the task. And fourthly, look in the mirror when you get home and say, God, what do you want from me to do? What do you want me to use my gifts for? It may not be to step up into leadership or to be an elder. Maybe you don't have the experience yet, or maybe you're not long enough long. But remember, a lot of the people who were elders in this day were were just in their late 20s, early 30s. Have a look and say, what do you want from me And if he says, look, I want you to think about stepping up and being an elder, well, do it. Don't hang back. I think it was Chuck Swindoll in a recent address that he gave. He said that when you get to heaven, there'll be all these presents on the side. And as you walk in, you say, what are they? He said, they're all the things you didn't ask for. All the things you didn't use. They're just sitting there. So maybe it's a matter of saying, God, what do you want me to do? But it mightn't be eldership. He might want you to step up to something else. And if you're not being used in ministry, then please um, step forward. There's lots of things where there's need for help to encourage and equip one another, to feed one another, to protect one another, to grow one another, to disciple one another. That's our job. Think on these things. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for your care for us, your love of us, that you have gifted each of us as your children by your Spirit, for the sake of the church that we might be encouraged and equipped together to love and good deeds that your name might be magnified throughout the earth Father I pray for everyone here that we might take great care to work out in our lives where it is that you would have us walk to do the things you would have us do to be the people you would have us be Help us not to step away from our responsibilities but to courageously step into them. Father, I pray that we might, over the next couple of months, find people willing, able, ready to step up for what's needed in this church, that we might, with your strength, go into next year with even more passion and vision and drive and energy then this year. Father, I ask you blessing on the rest of our day and on the holidays. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.